Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you want to receive weekly inspirational texts to keep you focused and vibing high, text expect good things to 833-204-0009 to sign up now. Anyone feel better about confrontation after last week's episode? If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to last week's episode, it breaks down why we fear confrontation and how it can actually be harmful when we do avoid it. So do certainly check out that episode and listen to that first if you haven't. Um, if you have listened to it, it's a little bit of a weight off of your shoulders, yeah? I mean, once you realize that uh, you are actually creating the exact opposite of the thing you are trying to achieve with avoiding confrontation, it's like, oh, like, why am I still doing this? And, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on overcoming this. So I I think the heaviest hitter for me was that second definition of confront, which was to present for acknowledgement, to present for acknowledgement, right? I deserve acknowledgement and I can't expect anyone else to acknowledge me if I don't acknowledge myself first, right? You can't expect anybody else to do things that we aren't already doing ourselves. And I'm telling you, like, I'm still working on it too, but I used to absolutely hate, despise, hate, hate, hate confrontation. And I would make up this big scenario in my mind, like where I'm the good guy and they're the bad guy. And, you know, I would go into this confrontation to win, to prove my point, uh, expecting some big blow up. And you know what I got? Just that. So I'm telling you from my own personal experience, do not do what I did for the longest time. Um, Know that confrontation does not have to be negative. And remember our powerful mantras from last week. Not all confrontations are bad. Conversation is not confrontation. So now that we know that it's not serving us any good to avoid confrontation, today we're going to wrap up this two-part mini-series and talk about Uh, what to do, like how to prepare for a conscious confrontation and what to do while you're having the confrontation to make it a conscious confrontation. And if you can prepare yourself for something, then, you know, you'll go into it feeling more settled and more confident. And if you plan on even just a few small things to do while being in that confrontation, you have some things to fall back on if, aka when, <laughs> things don't go exactly as you plan. And we'll get to that. But, you know, whether it means like, hey, someone's starting to bully you or gaslight you, or if you panic and get emotional, uh, or if you want to retreat and pre- pretend the whole problem isn't that big of a deal. It's like, no, stick to your guns, um, you know, present for acknowledgement. So get that acknowledgement. So, Let's talk about um, how to prepare for that actual confrontation in order to make this this conscious confrontation and a positive experience. So first things first, and this is probably the most important one. You can write these down if you want. I'm going to wrap them up at the end. One, don't plan the entire conversation in your mind. 
you have no idea what the other person is going to say. Everything you have compiled in your own mind is based on assumptions, hearsay, gossip, or built-up emotions. Identify what is real and what is not real. You are about to enter a dialogue, so stick with your half of the conversation and allow the other person to have theirs. Thinking of every which way the conversation uh, could go does not prepare you for just in case. It creates made-up ideas in your head that distract you from the real facts. So focus on the facts. What's actually causing the problem? More importantly, what's the solution? So don't plan that entire conversation in your mind. Okay, number two, identify your triggers. What makes your blood just boil? What's a non-negotiable for you? For me, it's when somebody is yelling at me. So identifying your triggers in advance will allow you to be aware of them. And when that trigger is upsetting you in, in the real moment, you'll notice it's the trigger, not the actual content of the conversation. And it's important to identify when you feel insulted easily or when you become quickly defensive or reactive because that state of being is not going to help the situation move forward in a positive way. And, you know, by identifying your triggers, it actually allows you to address the trigger in the actual confrontation calmly instead of being emotionally charged due to the trigger. You can say something like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pause you. I do not respond well to people yelling at me. And then I'm unable to continue this conversation until we can both move forward with calm and respectful tones. But, you know, more on what to do uh, during the actual confrontation later. But identify your triggers and then get a little plan of action if any of them are struck. Three, identify the goal. What is the goal of this confrontation? Expressing how you feel, standing up for yourself, presenting for acknowledgement. Um, most of the time, a great goal is consensus, a general agreement, right? What's the solution that where you both want to walk away with? You know, you both want to walk away feeling good about the conversation with this forward motion resolution for all, right? You know what your goal should not be? Being right. When the confrontation is over, what do you want to walk away with? Always go back to that if that conversation begins to get heated or derailed. Conscious Leadership Group, they phrase it so nicely and they say this and I quote, Hold your story lightly and encourage others to do the same. Destructive conflict occurs when stakeholders fight to be right. Conscious leaders learn at a deep level that ego-driven driven leadership is built on the need to be seen as right. Being right is not the issue. It is needing to be seen by everybody as right that causes dysfunctional conflict. Everyone has an opinion, a belief, a way of seeing the issue, and leaders are confident that their way of seeing things is right. Great leaders go beyond this. 
They actually develop the ability to have an opinion, yet hold that opinion lightly. That doesn't mean they lack conviction. What it means is that they can suspend their conviction in order to really listen to others, learn, and create win for everybody in the solution. And they even encourage asking yourself this question. How is the opposite of my story as true or truer than my story? That's an interesting thought, right? So the fourth and final thing to do while preparing to have that conscious conversation that is a confrontation is give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Again, I'm going to remind you that you always find what you look for. If you go into a confrontation with the idea that someone is going to be angry, irrational, and upset, yelling at you, you'll find it. And if your goal is to come up with some type of solution that involves you in each other's lives, uh, you know, remember that you are on the same team. How do you want to walk away from this conversation? Let's go back to that. And a lot of times, you know, people don't even know about their influences on other people and they don't intend to upset them. Don't assume that the other person's actions uh, that upset you had malicious intention. You know, a lot of conflict is caused by what other people say and do. And a lot of that miscommunication is due to small personality differences. It's hard to understand everybody's personality type. Like, I have to keep track of how this person communicates and how this person absorbs information. Like, I'll never keep that straight. I'm going to make it easy on you and tell you uh, the only person that you got to understand is yourself. Someone said something hurtful to you multiple times. Instead of getting angrily obsessing, you know, over what they said, instead of angrily obsessing over why they said this to you or why they don't like you, shift towards a little more reliable and real information. Why did it bother you? What triggered you? What was it specifically? Where are you bothered? Begin to understand yourself. And then you can then show up to that confrontation in a very clear-headed way where you're rational and open-minded. And I know it sounds like I'm picking on you. It's like, Meg, they're the a-hole. I thought, you know, they're the bad guy here, not me. And, and that's where I'm going to blow your mind here. There is no bad guy. Start seeing it from that lens. There is no bad guy. Just two people with two different personalities with two different lenses of the situation. The way you view the situation is completely different from the way they view it. And when I started realizing that not everybody thinks like me, it blew my mind and it saved me. It made life so much easier. It stopped trying to change people or understand people. It's like, no, oh, they're different. They're a different person than me. They, they think differently, right? I wasn't offended all the time. I didn't get upset that easily. And I'm telling you, when you take responsibility... Full responsibility, but only for yourself and your part of the dialogue, whether it be, you know, a confrontation or a conversation or, I mean, even your part of a relationship, it will save you so much time and emotional energy. Remember, you can only hold the power when you hold the responsibility. It's not about blame. It's about having the ability to change the situation. 
So prepare all of these things and go back to them, use them when you're actually in the confrontation. So let's lead into some key things to remember to do or not to do to have um, an actual conscious confrontation. One, make your desired outcome clear. Establishing clarity up front is important, right? It's important to be clear, especially if you have not said anything about what you are meeting up with, you know, meeting up for uh, by this point, right? It allows the other person to prepare a bit and it can actually de-escalate the emotional hype of that confrontation if you focus on the solution. Example is, I'd like us to come up with a, some clear solutions that will help us cohesively work together in the future. Or my desire is that we can agree without yelling at each other in person. Uh, this gives you a base to kind of always go back to. Two, confront the behavior, not the person. And this is key. Remember, you know, remember all those things that you have already prepared and, and use them here because behaviors can be changed, but criticizing someone personally, it's not going to be well received. State the facts, be objective, not emotionally charged, know your triggers, but show that you care. Remember, you are only responsible for your half. So try and stay in your lane. Remember those like I feel statements from I think like middle school, um, you know, pep rallies like I feel this. Uh, yeah, use those. I know they're kind of sound cheesy, but it's like I feel blank when you blank. It's a great way to present your perspective without really pointing the finger at anyone. So speaking of pointing the finger, that leads me into number three. Stay focused on the issue at hand. Don't bring up any unrelated ancient history or any other behaviors or digs uh, on the other person just to feel like you have more ammo. There's no bad guy. The goal here is consensus, not winning. So it doesn't matter how much ammo you have. And yes, you might be right about the other person's misdoings in the past, but remember, just because something is true doesn't mean that it's helpful. If you're going to bring up the past, bring up a positive moment from the past where the other person acted in a way uh, you think would be helpful in this current situation. Bonus points. Now you're acknowledging good qualities about that person. You find what you look for. So focus, uh, stay focused and avoid distractions on both ends. Example, it's going to look like sarcasm, disapproving or condescending words or tones, uh, irrationality, blame, excessive defense, denial, lies, bullying, basically anything that distracts the other person or you from the core of the conversation. So make sure you're not doing this. And if the other person is, then address the distraction directly and specifically. Mention them in a friendly but firm way and let the other person know that you are not going to be tolerating this behavior. And then you move back to your point. Express everything that you want to express. We are presenting for acknowledgement here. This is your chance. But stay true to the goal of the conversation. Don't back down. 
You don't want to end up here again. Number four, listen a lot. Conscious leadership continues, and I quote, listen deeply from the head, the heart, and the gut. The environment for all unhealthy conflict is non-listening. In fact, it is impossible to have destructive conflict if all parties deeply listen to one another. Listen from your head for content. Listen until you fully understand the other person's point of view and until the other believes their point of view is understood. Listen from the heart. Listen for the feelings of those involved with in the issue and create the environment of this empathetic connection. This allows for great collaboration. Remember, no bad guy. Without validating another person's feelings, the issue often recirculates. And finally, listen from your gut for what the other person most deeply wants. When you listen for what others really want, you can often see new paths to resolution that a non-listener cannot see. And they offer this key question here. What does the other person think, feel, and most deeply want? So you should know that by ending by the end of the, the conversation. Just listen and allow for those awkward silences. Don't try and fill them with you know, like weird chatter just because you don't like the silence, right? In fact, allow your own awkward silences. If you don't have a response to a question, take a moment to pause rather than just like blurting out something. You can even ask for a moment to think about it. You have a right to think about your words before you say them. Most of the time, it actually works out better when you do this. And lastly, five is acknowledge the other person. People who are confronted often feel hurt or angry. You can acknowledge emotions by saying, hey, I understand or I agree with certain things and allow them to express what they feel and be flexible. Because, hey, remember, there's a possibility that you may not have had it completely right. Phrases like, I might not have understood it correctly, but this is how I experienced it. Or this is how it came across to me. This is a great one that I love. Help me understand it from your point of view. Again, everybody here is on the same team. Choose words to back this up. This might be difficult for both of you. Maybe, maybe the other person hates confrontation too, or has only ever had negative experiences with it. And maybe that's why they, they come across so aggressive, right? So to recap, how to prepare for a conscious confrontation. One, do not plan the entire conversation in your mind. Two, identify your triggers. Three, identify the goal. Four, give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And how to actually have that conscious confrontation. One, make your desired outcome clear. Two, confront the behavior, not the person. Three, stay focused on the issue at hand. Four, listen a lot. And five, acknowledge the other person. I hope this helps. 
This wraps up the two-part mini-series on confrontation. So please, please, please send it to a friend or a family member or a coworker who you think might benefit from it as well. I believe that you can create your life, and I do believe that you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts, more inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your Fate.com. And if you love this episode, like I said, please subscribe, write a review, send it to a friend. That would help me so, so much. And that's all I got for you today. But of course, if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this expect good things always, and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to you all soon.